All right, we are here. What's up? What's up? Billy Carson, AKA Forbidden Knowledge. Let's see who's in the live chat. I've seen a lot of people already filling up the chat tonight. What's up? It's been a good minute since I've been on the live podcast and I'm back. Been a lot of traveling, you know, going and doing uh, shows on news shows on ABC and CBS and going to the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., doing an exclusive interview with Dr. Stephen Greer prior to the National Press Club. So it's been busy, guys. I've just been, I've been moving around this planet, So, but I'm back. I'm back, and I'm really excited about our talk tonight as I have my book, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. And tonight, we're going to go over this chapter, and it's going to be an amazing talk. The Key of Time is a chapter that I'm referencing, and uh, we're going to go deep into the Key of Time. In the Emerald Tablets, you have these different chapters, and what I did was in the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, I took those chapters and I broke them down into a compendium in my book where I break down all the secreted knowledge and information from the tablets themselves. Who was the author of the tablets? The author was Thoth, the Atlantean priest king. That's what he called himself. That's what the people also called him, the pyramid priest of old. He was known throughout Africa as Thoth, Tehuti, Jehuti. All right, Dehuti. He had many, many names uh, throughout Africa. Out into um, Europe, he was known as Hermes, Thor. Okay. Uh, he was also known as Odin. Into Mesoamerica, which would be the North and South Americas, part of the North America and most of the South Americas, he was known as uh, Kukulkan. He was known as Lord Pakal, Veracocha, right? So this, we're talking about a, a person that had many, many names. He was Quetzalcoatl, right, down in the Chichen Itza in the Yucatan Peninsula, all the same person. To the Chinese, he was Wang Di. To the Australians, he was Thoth Amabi. We're talking about the same person over and over again. It's going to be a great talk tonight. And so I'm going to go through the key of time, which is just one of the tablets in the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. And I want to just take a, co a couple of minutes here to make sure that we get everyone, uh, get as many people as we possibly can in this, in this, uh, in this live feed, okay? I want to get as many people as we possibly can in the live feed. So what I'm going to do, if you guys would just bear with me for a second, I'm going to send out a quick text message to all the people that requested me to send a text when I go live. I'm going to drop them a text right quick so I can let them know we are live. We want this video to get heard far and wide. We want everyone to hear this, everyone to learn about this. And I'm looking forward. I'm going to start filming in just a couple of short weeks my complete audio version of the Compendium of the Animal Tablets, which is going to be. Um, exclusively on Forbidden Knowledge TV. So if you want to actually hear the audio version, you have to be on Forbidden Knowledge TV to actually hear it, okay? And so I'm going to right now just grab the link to this, um, this video and drop it into, into this uh, text message real quick so we can make sure everybody gets on because uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I've been on. People might be like, hey, what happened to him? You know, I'm still getting on. Just had a lot of work to do, a lot of things going on. 
And I'm getting ready to rebrand this entire podcast as well. Time for another rebrand of the podcast and expand it even further. So there'll be a lot more exciting interviews coming to people that I will bring on to interview uh, and create, you know, more fresh, new, exclusive, incredible content for you guys to digest. All right. So I just dropped the text message out. Uh, make sure that you guys please click the like button and please share this video. Please share it and please click the like button. We want as many people to, to watch this. And of course, that's going to help the algorithm so we can get it out there. I just dropped the text message. So we should see the numbers go up exponentially here. All right. So we're at about 619 in the chat right now. We should see those numbers go up exponentially as this text message goes out. I just got a copy of the text. So I know that uh, people are getting it as we speak. And here we go. The numbers are popping now. All right. Great. Fantastic. Guys, don't forget, before I get started, we got the Forbidden Conscious Awards coming up. That is July 30th next month. In just a few short weeks, we have the Forbidden Conscious Awards. They are going down. It's happening. It's happening. I've been talking to you about it for about a year now, and it's finally here. Today, I went looking at the cars. We picked up an Audi A4 because we're giving away an Audi A4 live at the actual award show to someone sitting in the audience. Some random person will be selected. If we call your name from your ticket and you're not there, we're going to go to the next name. Okay, We'll go to the next name. So we'll be giving away an Audi A4 live at the event. The Audi A4 will be parked right at the front entrance of the venue with a big bow on top as you're walking and you'll see the Audi A4 right there. All right. So some lucky person is going to win out A4. I'm also now just added another thing. I'm going to give away a, a, a MacBook Pro live at the actual event. But in order to do this, you have to have a ticket. All right. You have to have a ticket. So that means you need to go to ForbiddenKnowledge.com and click on Conscious Awards and get a ticket. I'll drop the link in the chat right now for those of you who want to be able to get it, yourself a ticket to the event because tickets are actually running out. They're almost gone. You don't want to miss out on this amazing, amazing event. Let me drop this in the chat, and then we're going to get started here. There. And I'm looking up at the website right now. Let's go to the Conscious Awards. I'm going to drop you guys the link where you can buy yourself a ticket. And you can also um, still vote on BidnHouse.com for the, the winners until the 1st. That's when the voting ends, right? Voting is still going. You can still vote for the winners of the different categories, and you can get yourself a ticket and come meet those people live and in person. Dropping this in the chat right now. And just type this. Fit in. Just. All right, let me drop this in the chat for you. Copy everything later. Drop you guys a link there in the chat. All right, the Forbidden Conscious Awards. Make sure it's going to be an amazing high-level event. It's a black tie, red carpet event. Bring your books with you. If you bought a book from me, bring it with you so I can sign it for you right there on the spot. Take photos, shake hands, take pictures on the red carpet. Uh, it's going to be an amazing. I'll, I'll be speaking tonight as well. I, I will be speaking. Okay, so it's going to be an amazing night. Um, let me see. I just see something. 
take a look at here in the chat. I don't know what's chat. I don't know what star system you're from, Limster. I don't. I don't know. How do you know what star system I'm from? Um, star system you're from. But thank you for the chat donation. I really appreciate it. All right, guys. I'm going to go ahead and get this party started. All right. So tonight we're going to be reading from my book, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. And like I said before, what I did was I took the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, the Atlantean priest king. And I did a compendium. A compendium is when you take the information and you break it down in a way that makes it easier to understand for most people. That's why it says underneath the title, it says a beginner's guide. And so I took the secreted knowledge and, it, and I basically showed you where the spiritual knowledge was, the message in the spirituality, the technology and similar technology we have today, I listed in there as well. So you can see the comparison between the two and see that we're talking technological advancement, technological use, technological applications. And then I also show you, uh, you know, the, the aspect of the tablets, which is uh, how to become a person that is literally being becoming born again. In other words, by seeking the light and rising to a higher level of consciousness, so that you can look back on your previous self and realize that you've been born again out of that previous self and risen to a higher level. All right, so it's it's an amazing book. It's an amazing. It's been number one now in five countries. Number one, not number two, three, four, five. Number one in the USA right now. It's still number one as of today. Over three years out of three million books. There's a reason for that, because most of the people that are reading and buying this book don't even know who I am until they buy the book. And so these are not just fans. These are people that are seeking knowledge. And when they get this book, it's so incredible. Frozen. That it's been given number one. Let me unfreeze myself here. Okay. All right. Video pause for a second. All right, I'm back, though. So this book right here, Compendium of the Animal Tablets, all right, uh, it's been number one for quite some time, and there's a reason for that. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's on Amazon. Just type in Billy Carson, and it should pop right up, right? All right, so I'm going to go to the key of time without further ado. We got 989 people in the chat, so we'll probably hit about 1,000 or so here soon. The key of time. Okay, just making sure I'm not freezing again. I don't know what this freezing thing is. Emerald tablet number 10. So I'm, I'm reading from Emerald tablet number 10. All right. And this is chapter 12 of my book, Compendium of the Emerald Tablet. Let's kind of go through this together. I always separate when Thoth is speaking and when I'm speaking. And Thoth said, List ye, O man, take of my wisdom. Learn of his deep, hidden mysteries of space. He says the deep, hidden mysteries of space. He's talking about the ether of space-time itself, this soup that we're living in. Learn of the thought that grew in the abyss, bringing order and harmony in space. He's talking about the thought. Thoth, the word thought comes from the name Thoth. That's how we originated the name. But what he's talking about, thought that grew in the abyss, talking about out of nothing came a thought. 
What is the first hermetic principle? All is mind. That is the very first hermetic principle. And so since all is mind, we're seeing here how the principles laid out many thousands of years later still fall back to the original, which is 36,000 years old. Know ye, yo man, that all exists as being only because of the law. Know ye the law, and ye shall be free. Never be bound by the fetters of night. What he's saying here is once you understand this law, once you understand this universal law that all is mind, that mind transcends space and time, that mind then also goes out and sets out to create, it will set you free. You ever heard of a person that's talking about being imprisoned, right? And they've endured many, many years of imprisonment, and some of them become enlightened. And you ask them, how did you do the time? They say their mind was never in prison because the mind can travel, right? Look at remote viewers. Right? I did a whole workshop on remote viewing. It's on Forbidden Knowledge TV. If you look at remote viewers, what do you see? You see that we're able to set our mind outside of space and time and gather intel on targeted and targets at locations. Why is that? Because the mind can transcend space and time. So what he's saying here is, know ye the law, and ye shall be free. Your mind shall be free. They can lock up the body, but they can never lock up the mind unless you give them authority to. Never be bound by the fetters of night. Never be locked up by darkness. Far through strange spaces have I journeyed into the depth of the abyss of time. This man's talking about time travel 36,000 years ago. He says, far through the strange spaces I have journeyed into the depth of the abyss of time until in the end, all was revealed. So he went back probably and forward in time, looking and learning along the way. Know ye that mystery is only a mystery when it is knowledge unknown to man. Listen to that. <laughs> mystery is only a mystery when it is knowledge unknown to man. So it's only a mystery because you don't know about it, right? Anything that you don't know about is a mystery to you. We have to, do, we have to learn about it. It's a mystery to most people. How does a cell phone work? It's a mystery because they've never looked into it. They never studied it. They have no knowledge of how a cell phone actually works. It just magically lights up and they can hear somebody on the other end. They don't really understand how it works. It's like a mystery. Until you study the science behind how it works and the technology behind how it works, then it becomes no mystery anymore because you have gained the knowledge. <clears throat> he says, when you have plumbed the heart of all mystery, knowledge and wisdom will surely be thine. In other words, he's saying here, when you have studied the depth of information, of knowledge against something that's a mystery to you, then it won't be a mystery to you anymore. You'll be, you'll be wise. And this is a message to us for many things we can apply to in our lives. In other words, let's stop guessing and being ignorant to things that we should have knowledge of. Things are holding us back in life. Things are keeping us locked down. 
there's situations that are being withheld from us, blessings that we're actually not getting access to simply because we won't put the energy into gaining the wisdom and knowledge to set ourselves free from the lack of knowledge, which is called ignorance. Seek ye and learn that time is the secret whereby ye may be free of this space. He's saying once you have the knowledge of time and how it works, and how to send your mind through time, you'll be free of this space. In other words, the space that you're in, not space in the stars, but the space that you're occupying at this moment in time. <clears throat> so I, I add some con conjecture to this. Both is telling us again what the sages of old have been saying for eons. Time does not exist. Clocks exist. When your scientists figure this out, they will rediscover what the ancients already knew. According to the theory of special relativity, it explains how there is a difference of time that elapses between two events as measured by observers. For example, if one person moves faster than another person, then the first person will experience time at a slower rate. And the clock, the faster the person is carrying, will tick slower than the clock the second person is carrying. With this understanding, it is not so difficult to accept the fact that the arrow of time is an illusion. If you lived in the fourth dimension or higher, you would be able to see the past, present, and future all at once. In general relativity, clocks that are near the stronger gravitational field of a planet run slower. This is an actual scientific fact. When I went to Egypt, even just, again, last year with the group that I took of 70 people, 70 amazing souls I took out to, to do a private VIP tour of Egypt, and I was their guide. I took them to the Great Pyramid at Giza, 2 million blocks of stone. Every single one of us, as we approached the Great Pyramid, time began to slow down for us. It's called time dilation. Why? Because those 2 million blocks of stone have so much mass that it creates a time dilation bubble around us. And so as a person that's standing directly next to the Great Pyramid is experiencing time microns slower than the person that is 100 miles away from the Great Pyramid or closer to less mass. And so we know this. So time is bendable. Time is malleable. It's not a straight arrow, right? A straight arrow of time is actually an illusion. And we know that these time dilation bubbles exist. And if you get into an airplane and fly from here to California, I'm in Florida, fly from Florida to California, and I'm standing on the ground, because of relativity, you're actually going to become plunk units of age younger than me as I'm standing on the ground experiencing time at a, at a much higher rate, and because you're moving in a plane that's moving at 450 miles an hour or 500 miles an hour, you're experiencing time at a slightly slower rate. So we know that time travel into the future is 1,000% possible because we do it every single day. Anybody that's moving away at a speed from a person that's standing in a, in a, in a still location that will create a time travel experiment. We know, for example, anyone who's ever gotten on a rocket is now slightly younger than the people that stayed on Earth. 
right? If you were to travel away from Earth at the speed of light for one light year and come right back, another light year, that's two light years, one light year up, one light year back, the people on Earth would have aged probably 20 years. So we know that time traveling to the future and staying on the same exact timeline is perfectly normal. It only seems that time, the timeline changes when you go backwards in time. Time traveling backwards in time leads you to an alternative timeline, which is why you can go back in time and bump into yourself. You also have the grandfather paradox, where if you go back in time and clear your grandfather, well, how in the world were you able to go back in time? Because you should have never been born. But this can only be done because once you go back in time, you slip into an alternative timeline. In other words, in the multiverse, there is a sea of universes. And going back in time transfers you in some unexplainable way into an alternative timeline. Okay? Let me get back to Thoth. Thoth says, Long have I, the God of wisdom, sought wisdom, I, and shall seek eternity's end. For know that ever before me receding shall move the goal I seek to attain. Even the lords of the cycles know that not yet have they reached the goal. For with all their wisdom, they know that truth ever grows. He's talking about the fact that knowledge is a lifelong journey. Knowledge is not something, oh, I know this, I'm done, I'm good to go, I'm good. I got everything I need to know now. I'm good, I'm straight. No, that's not how it works. A true seeker of knowledge and wisdom knows that it's a lifetime everlasting journey. You never stop seeking and learning and gaining wisdom and knowledge. The day that you do is the day that you start dying spiritually. He said, even the lords of the cycles know that not yet have they reached the goal. For with their own wisdom, they know that truth ever grows. There's more truth and more truth. And sometimes previous ideas or concepts or hypotheses can be overturned if you are a true truth seeker. If you really are truly seeking wisdom and understanding, over time, not all, but some of your concepts and ideas and perspectives will begin to evolve and change. It's not dogmatic. A truth seeker is not dogmatic in their belief system. Dogmatic belief is religion. Dogmatic belief is politics. Spiritual understanding and growth seeks attainment of adept initiate knowledge nonstop. Once in a pastime, I spoke to the dweller. He's talking about the dweller of Undal, which is really his father. Asked of the mystery of time and space, asked him the question that surged in my being, saying, Oh, master, what is time? Then he spoke to me, he the master. Know ye, O Thoth, in the beginning there was void and nothingness, a timeless, spaceless nothingness. And into the nothingness came a thought, purposeful, all-pervading, and it filled the void. There existed no matter, only force of movement, a vortex. We're talking about a torus energy field, or vibration. Vibration. What is a vibration? Cymatics. In the beginning was the word, and the word was what? Vibration, frequency, cymatics, sound. Of the purposeful, purposeful thought that filled the void. A purposeful thought 
when we look at the double slit experiment and we see that when particles are shot, microscopic particles like electrons or photons are shot through a tiny little slit, when they hit the back wall of that experiment, they create a wave pattern until we put an eyeball down there, a little looking glass or a camera to see what's going on. Then the electrons convert from becoming a wave into a particle and leave a digital print on the back of that experiment wall. Why is that? Because electrons make a conscious decision to collapse into digital matter based on conscious observation. This existed since the beginning of what we call time in this universe. The thought went out, conscious thought from the universal consciousness, God, whatever you want to call it. That thought then, if you really research string theory, began to vibrate these microscopic subatomic strings, which began to vibrate cymatic frequencies that emanated this universe into existence. The universe exists, according to quantum physics, as waves of potential until consciousness interacts with those waves and collapses it into what we call solid matter. We know that solid matter is actually an illusion. Distance is an illusion. Locality is also an illusion. And Thoth said, and I questioned the master saying, what was this thought? Was it eternal? And answered me the dweller saying, in the beginning, there was eternal thought. And for thought to be eternal, time must exist. So they had to inject time into a scenario in order to emphasize the fact that the thought was eternal. So into all pervading thought grew the law of time. I, time, which exists through all space, floating in a smooth rhythmic movement that is eternally in a state of fixation. Time changes not, but all things change in time. <laughs> this is written 36,000 years ago. For time is the force that holds events separate, each in its own proper place. Time is not in motion, but ye move through time as your consciousness moves from one event to another. See, you don't actually physically move. You don't go anywhere. Quantum physics proves locality and distance is actually an illusion. What is moving through this ether? It is your mind that's moving. And guess what? There's only one mind. Your meat suit that you call your body, it exists as both a wave of light and solid matter. We are truly beings of light because all that exists in the third dimension is made of light. Light waves that we can't physically see with our human eyes because our human eyes can only see less than 1% of the light spectrum. But yet, physics.org put out an incredible article just a few years ago showing how matter converts from waves of potential into solid matter based on conscious observation. They actually caught a particle in transition, moving from a wave into solidity, giving, this, giving us that illusion that gives us this perspective of a third dimensional um, realm that we inhabit. It's kind of hard to wrap your mind around the fact that the only thing that exists here is consciousness. 
But as you heard me say before, if you look at the as above, so below from the hermetic principles, you'll realize what I'm telling you is a fact. If you see your mind in your head, your brain inside of your skull, so to speak, and then magnify that from the micro to the macro, and then take it on as a universal consciousness. What's going on? What is a universe on a massive scale doing, right? If you look at your brain inside of your skull, locked in complete darkness, it doesn't know what's going on outside of itself. It has no clue. But your brain has what? Friends, hearing, sight, smelling, seeing, taste, touch, and everything else, all your senses. So your brain says to the sensory perception, friends, hey, guys, go out there and collect some data. Let me know what's going on. So the friends go out. They themselves don't know what they're collecting. Eyes go out and pick up photons, right? The fingers go out and touch things. The tongue tastes things. The nose smells things. The ears are hearing. They don't know what they're collecting. They're collecting data, raw data that they themselves cannot decipher. They transmit that information or that data to the brain, and then the brain sorts it all out and says, oh, this is what's going on out there. And then, the, then you navigate through this holographic matrix based on a holographic projection from your consciousness. The only thing that's moving here is your mind, not you. That's it. And there's only one. The universe has separated itself into Googles and Googles of entities to give the illusion of separation so that it can experience the life subjectively as individual entities or people, even a blade of grass, a rock, even the, the atoms that make up this book, this microphone. Everything is conscious. Because why? All atoms are conscious because the electrons that orbit the atoms are conscious because they can make conscious decisions based on observation and conscious thought. It's deep stuff, guys. It's deep stuff. So he says here, time is not in motion, but ye move through time as your consciousness moves from one event to another. I, by time, yet exist. All in all, an eternal one existence. Eternal one, O-N-E, caps. They put all caps. O-N-E, we are all one. Know ye that even in the time ye are separate, ye are still one in all times existent. What both is saying here that even though we look to be separate individuals, and our minds seem to be separate minds, completely detached from one another. He's saying, no, ye are still all one with a capital O-N-E. In all times, existent. Pretty interesting. I took a, a reference here from in Search of Miraculous by Ph.D. Opensky. George Goodeef claimed man lives in life in sleep, and in sleep he dies. In other words, he was saying that people cannot perceive reality in their current states because they do not possess a unified consciousness, but rather live in a state of hypnotic waking sleep. Goodeef claims was that humans live in a waking dream and only a dream that they are awake. The state of waking sleep is also called relative consciousness. 
It is the level of consciousness that ordinary humans are born into. They live their lives and then die in, never waking into one or more objective states of full awareness. Because most humans are walking around in a state of walk, waking sleep. They are never able to know who they truly are, and therefore, they remain unaware of their true motivations and the casual forces which motivate them in their daily choices and activities. In conclusion, when humans cannot determine their true motivations and remain unaware, they lie to themselves, and thus, their entire lives are lies. References in Search of Miraculous by Ph.D. Oprinsky. That's powerful. <laughs> that is powerful. And guess what? I agree with him 1,000%. There's people walking around out here that are soulless avatars simply operating on matrix programming. They're living, but they're not alive. And they're all around us. They're all over the place. People that have never woken up to who they truly actually are. They simply are operating on the code that they've been programmed and given since they were born, since they were even in the womb at, at gestation. The same code, just running on programming, never exceeding the programming, never reprogramming the programming, never editing it, never hacking themselves, just running on the pure code and living a complete lie, believing that they're alive, but they're not. Powerful stuff. I hope y'all pay attention here. I hope y'all, if y'all, if you get, if you, if you, if this is, if you're able to wrap your mind around what I'm, what I'm talking about tonight, if you can wrap your mind around this, let me see you in the chat. Let me see, let me see you guys in the chat. Let me make sure you guys are still paying attention. You guys ain't sleeping out there. This is deep stuff, man. This is some real, real deep stuff. All right. Good. I see you guys in there. What's up, spiritual gangster? And Thoth said, now I'll go back to Thoth again. Cease then the voice of the dweller. He said, I'm, I'm done talking now. I gave you the knowledge. Now you got to go. <laughs> you got to get out of here and act on it. And departed I to ponder on time. This guy said, you know what? As smart as I am, what this guy, what my dad just told me, I need to go sit down and meditate on this. He said, departed I to ponder on time. I got to sit down. I got to digest this. Too many times we get the information, like the information I'm giving to you, to you tonight, information from a workshop, information from an Instagram post or a, or a video short or a reel or a TikTok or whatever. And then we just keep on scrolling. We keep on moving on, right? Oh, we got it. Oh, that was pretty deep. Let me keep on going. Let me just look for the next role. Let me look for the next, for the next reel or TikTok or the next video clip. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Sit down. And meditate on it for a second. Let the knowledge seep in. Stay in the present moment. Let, it, let your mind start to vibrate and get on the frequency of understanding. Let your mind begin to ask more questions so you can seek more answers. Don't just brush over deep knowledge as if it's like, you know, nothing. Let it seep in for a second. Right? <clears throat> and Thoth said, Ceased I, ceased then the voice of the dweller, and departed I to ponder on time. For knew I that in these words lay wisdom, 
and a way to explore the mysteries of time. Oft did I ponder the words of the dweller. This guy says, man, I can't get this off my, this stuff is so, it's embedded in my brain. I can't get it off my, I can't stop thinking about it now. It's deep. Then so did I to solve the mystery of time. So now he says, you know what? I got to take action. I got to figure this out. <clears throat> Found I that time moves through strange angles. Time moves in angles. Yet only by curves could I hope to attain the key that would give me access to the time space. Wow. Only by curves. In other words, the time is moving in angles, but to catch up to these angles to access the information, he had to move in curves. We're talking about the Fibonacci spiral now. We're talking about uh, sacred geometry, right? This is what we're getting into now. We're talking about pi and phi. Now we're getting into uh, mathematics. The golden rectangle, the golden section. Yet only by curves could I hope to attain the key that would give me access to the time space. Found I that only by moving upward and yet again moving rightward could I be free from the time of the movement. He's talking about shifting into another dimension in a 90 degree angle. How would he know this 36,000 years ago that modern day theoretical physicists hypothesized that we are living in a universe that has 11 dimensions and they're on top of each other, compactified. And yes, compactified is a real word. Look it up. I remember the last time I used that word, people were laughing in the comments. He made up a word. No, I didn't make up a word. That's what they teach you at the university. And to get access to these higher dimensions, they're in 90 degree angles right above each other, stacked and compactified. How would he know this 36,000 years ago? This man put in some real work. Found, that I, found I that by moving upward and yet again moving rightward, I could be free from the time of the movement. Forth I came from out of my body, moved in the movements that changed me in time. Strange were the sights I saw in my journeys, many of the mysteries that opened to view. I saw I man's beginning, learned from the past that nothing is new. This man literally went through time in angles, went through dimensions. He went back in time. He saw the beginning of man and realized, wow, there was nothing new under the sun. Nothing at all. It's this I, I saw man's beginning and learned from the past that nothing is new. And I see all the chats coming in. I see all the chat donations coming in. I'm going to take a look at them when I get done reading this. Seek ye, O man, to learn the pathway that leads through the spaces that are formed forth in time. Forget not, O man. With all thy seeking, that light is the gold ye shall seek to attain. Your goal is to seek light. Your goal is to seek the light, not the dark. Search ye for the light on thy pathway, and ever for thee the goal shall endure. If you continue to seek light, your goal 
your mission, your ascension will continue to endure, all right? Let not shine the heart ever to darkness. Light let shine, light let shine soul be a sun on the way. Know ye that eternal brightness, yea, shall ever find thy soul hid in light, never fettered by bondage or darkness, ever it shines forth a sun of the light. He's saying, stay away from the darkness. Stay away from the people that are entertaining dark ideas, dark concepts. Stay away from thoughts that entertain darkness. If those things come around you, escape them immediately. Keep your mind focused on positivity, enlightenment, wisdom, understanding, love. Seeking the light. That's what seeking the light means. I know through hidden in darkness, your soul, a spark of the true flame exists. Be ye one with the greatest of all lights. That's one with the universal source. Find the source, the end of thy goal. Light is life. For without the great light, nothing can ever exist. That's powerful. Understanding that light always rules over darkness. Even though we have yin and yang, we have good and bad, we have darkness and light in the universe, we know that light is more powerful than darkness. And how do we know that? Well, I'm sitting in a well-lit room, and there's no way that I can inject any little bit of darkness into this room that would make this room dark. I can't inject darkness here to make the room dark. But if I turn all these lights off and just simply do something like turn on my camera flashlight, just that little flashlight from my camera will make the darkness flee. It will run from that little tiny light coming out of my phone. But I can't inject. Look, my screen is dark right now. I can't inject darkness into this room from a dark screen. But if I turn on my flashlight and turn these lights off, guess what happens? The darkness runs away from the light. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? Know ye that in all form matter, the heart of light always exists. Always. Everything in this matrix is made of light. If you take two atoms and smash them together at CERN, at the LHC, the Large Hadron Collider in Switzerland, you'll find that what's in, what are these particles made of? The essence of them is made of light, waves of light. I, even though bound in darkness, inherent light always exists. Once I stood in the halls of Amenti and heard the voice of the lords of Amenti, saying in tones that rang through the silence, words of power, mighty and potent, chanted they the song of the cycles, the words that opened the path to the beyond. I, I saw the great path opened and looked for the instant into the beyond. So I, the movement of the cycles, vast was the thought of the source could convey. Knew I even infinity is moving on some unthinkable end. Even infinity is moving according to a specific law. So I that the cosmos is order and part of a movement that extends into all space. A party of an order of orders, constantly moving in harmony of space. 
This is powerful stuff. Even the cosmos obeys these laws. There's an order to everything. Second law of thermodynamics. We know that everything moves through entropy. Moves from an ordered state to a disordered state and then recongeals and comes back to an ordered state again as a different form. Energy can't be destroyed. It can only be transformed. So I, the wheeling of cycles, like vast circles across the sky, knew I then that that has being is growing and meek to another being is far off grouping of space and time. Knew I that in the words are power to open the planes that are hidden from man. I, that even words lie hidden in the key that will open above and below. He's talking about cymatic frequencies that have the capability of transcending dimensions. You can transcend dimensions through cymatic frequencies. You can, trans you can transcend space and time through frequencies. Everything is all about the frequency of the words. Words, people conceive words as I'm speaking English or I'm speaking Spanish or I'm speaking uh, Russian or whatever it is. No, what you're actually doing is you are emanating a cymatic vibration from your vocal box that rides on atmospheric gases until it reaches somebody's cochlea inside their ear, and then the brain deciphers it and gets the signal as to what it believes you are trying to convey, the message you're trying to convey. That's how it works. But on a universal scale, these cymatic frequencies and vibrations on a subatomic level literally are creating reality as we know it. Hark ye now, man. This word I leave with thee. Use it, and ye shall find power in its sound. Say ye the word, Zin-Uru, and power ye shall find. See, when you say this word, Zin-Uru, Zin, Z-I-N, Uru, U-R-U, it's a cymatic frequency. It emanates a particular frequency into space-time that has power. Every time you speak, you're casting a spell. Every word, that's why they call it spelling. Every word you say is about casting spells. You're trying to create a reality that's, that's good for you, a reality that's that you want. You want things to turn out to benefit you in a specific way every time you speak. Saying this word, Zen-Uru, has that effect over space-time when you back up with conscious thought behind saying this, making the statement. You must understand that man is of light and light is of man. Remember I told you earlier that scientists discovered that a human being is both a wave of potentials, waves of what? Light, and also solid matter. So we are all light beings, but also our consciousness is also light. Listen, yo, man, and hear a mystery, stranger than all that lies neath the sun. Know ye, yo, man, that all space is filled with worlds within worlds. I, one within each other, yet separate by law. We're talking about dimensions. Each dimension, we know now that there are 11 dimensions that make up our universe. If there were more than 11 or less than 11, the universe would collapse. It wouldn't become stable. So in order to have this universe with these laws of physics stable, we need 11 dimensions. And what did scientists just discover last year in 2022? That the human brain connects to 11 dimensions. That was done at the Brain Institute. They discovered this. So we are multidimensional beings having a three-dimensional experience. But our connection is multidimensional, and we are connected to the higher, these higher dimensions. Once in search, 
for deep buried wisdom, I open the door that bars them from man. Call thy from the other planes of being. Other planes, he's talking about other dimensions. One who was farrier than the daughters of men. I, I called her from out of the spaces. He's talking about dimensions. To shine as a light to the world of men. Use thy the drum of the serpent. We're talking about knowledge and wisdom and a vibration. Wore I the robe of the purple and gold placed on my head. I, the crown of silver, around me the circle of cinnabar shone. Raised I my arms and cried the invocation that opens the path to the plains beyond. This man is opening, op opening dimensions through cymatics coming out of his own voice. He's not using any type of technology. He's not using a large hadron collider at CERN like in Switzerland. This guy is doing this based on conscious, adept, initiate wisdom and knowledge, utilizing his own vocal box to create cymatic frequencies that hack space-time itself. Cried I to the lords of the signs in their houses, lords of the two horizons, watchers of the terrible of the treble gates, stand ye one at the night. At the right and one at the left, as the star rises to its throne and rules over his sign. I'm talking about star alignments now, constellations moving in correlation to the procession of the equinoxes. I, thou prince of Arulu, open the gates of the dim, hidden land and release whom ye have imprisoned. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye, dark lords of shining ones, and by their secret names, names which I know and can pronounce, hear ye and obey my will. Now he's commanding the darkness. Lit I then the flame of my circle and called her in the space plains beyond. Daughter of light, return from Arulu. Seven times and seven times have I passed through the fire and found I have not eaten, water I have not drunk. I call thee from Arulu, from the realms of Urkeshko. I summon the Lady of Night. This is powerful stuff. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine 36,000 years ago, according to mainstream, we were like hunter-gatherers just trying to find scraps on the ground and, and scavenging to eat and trying to, you know, group hunt mammoths and, and all this kind of crazy stuff and uh, living out of caves and everything else. And at the same time that that's all supposed to be going on, this is being written. This is being written. Right? So let me ask you this question based on base, bare bones logic. If you're living in a civilization where your main goal of the day is to survive and just find some type of food and shelter, do you have time to write these kind of works of art? Do you have time to understand quantum physics, quantum mechanics, theoretical physics, philosophy, frequencies and vibrations. Do you have time for that? So something ain't adding up. Either some people came here with some real knowledge or they don't want us to know that these people came here with the real knowledge because they don't teach you this in school. You see? I'm telling you, this is powerful stuff, guys and gals. Fear 
is the Lord of the dark Arulu. Fear. Fear is the Lord of the dark Arulu. To he who never faced dark fear, know that fear has existence created by those who are bound by their fears. Shake off thy bondage, O children, and walk in the light of the glorious day. Fear, what does fear mean? What is fear an acronym of? False evidence appearing real. Fear is a choice. What do they pump on the news 24-7 on the mainstream news? They pump fear. What do they pump nonstop is fear, fear, fear. Why do they do that? Because fear puts you in a malleable state of mind so they can control you. They are master puppeteers. What does he say about this? Fear is the Lord of Arulu, of the dark Arulu. What he's saying is, if you are watching those news clips and you're walking and living in fear like the people that are still walking around wearing masks and stuff like that, they're so afraid, those masks ain't stopping anything. Are you kidding me? Microscopic viruses flow through the mask like it doesn't even exist. It has no effect on a microscopic. None. It's like throwing a basketball into the ocean. If anything, it's spreading more germs because you keep taking it off and putting it in your pocket and putting it in your purse and touching everything with it, right? But fear becomes your Lord. That means fear becomes your God. And you worship fear like you worship your God. But you're not aware that you're doing that until I just told you. When you're living in a state of fear, which is a low frequency, it becomes your Lord. Never turn thy thoughts into darkness, and surely ye shall be one with the light. Man is only what he believeth. Man is only what he believeth. A brother of darkness or a child of light. Which one are you? Are you darkness or are you light? If you believe you're light, then act like it. Drop the fear. Fear is a choice. False evidence appearing real. A brother of darkness or a child of light. Come through into the light, my children. Walk in the pathway that leads to the sun. The S-U-N, the sun. What did Thoth call himself? A son of Atlantis, spelled S-U-N. He also calls himself a son of man, an S-U-N of man. In the Bible, it's mistranslated as S-O-N by accident on purpose. When Jesus calls himself the son of man, he's calling himself the son, S-U-N of man, just like Thoth is. Why would he do that? Because he learned this from the Egyptian mysteries, because he studied from Thoth directly when he went to live in Egypt. That's why he calls himself the son of man in the Bible. Nobody ever asked, why does he call himself the son of man? He's supposed to be the son of God. No, he's a son of man. S-U-N, a light. He's a beacon, right? He's a lighthouse in the darkness. Walk in the path that leads to the sun. Hark ye now and list to the wisdom. Use thou the word I have given unto thee. 
Use it, and surely thou shalt find power and wisdom. Zen Uru. And light to walk in the way. Seek thee, and find the key I have given, and ever shalt thou be a child of the light. Ooh, wow. That's a powerful chapter right there that we just went through. And I'm going to be doing the entire book on Forbidden Knowledge TV. It's going to be amazing. That was the key of time. Emerald tablet number 10 from my book, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. Make sure you get it on Amazon.com. If you don't have it yet, it's still number one. It's the number one bestseller in five countries. And it's pretty much in, printed and sold in every single country right now. Right? And I'm not saying that to brag. What I'm saying is there's something about that information that is lighting up the world. And so it's pretty important. Pretty important. All right. I want to thank everybody for these chat donations and super stickers that I've been getting while I was talking. I really appreciate it. Um, obviously, I had, I had to focus on the book, so I couldn't look at every single one that came in. But I definitely appreciate every single one of you guys for spending some time with me tonight. Um, I'm getting ready to interview somebody incredible tomorrow. Merkaba13 is his Instagram name. I'm going to do a, it's not going to be live. It's going to be a pre-recorded. Then it's going to be edited and, and come up as a live stream. It's going to be an amazing interview about manifestation. And I can't wait to get it out. Thank you. Keep doing your thing. Billy Disclosures here. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Um, but again, I just want to thank everyone for spending time tonight. And, uh, you know, the, the Emerald Tablets is really some deep, deep, deep wisdom and knowledge. You can't read them just once. You've got to read them dozens and dozens of times and the more you read them the more wisdom and knowledge you gain the more information comes into your head all right the more insight you get the more perspective you get right and so it's uh it's a powerful powerful thing uh and so from time to time i like to share that uh michelle jackson says my mind is wide open and always has been all right beautiful um What's your opinion on World War III being played out right now in front of us? This is James Salesman official. Um, I don't think there's going to be a real World World War III as we know it. The World War III is already happening, but it's happening through consciousness uh, and through technology, uh, you know, cyber level. But it's not happening on a physical scale. In other words, you won't see all of the Americans running around with military suits trying to defend their cities. I don't believe it's going to get to that point. And there's a lot of things in motion right now that's going to prevent an all-out real World War III. It's, we're not in the end of times yet, so don't worry. We're not even close to the end of times. The end of times is pretty far off. We're not even close to that scenario. We're actually moving into a brighter part of humanity. Even though we will rise and fall slightly here and there, and things will appear to be slightly worse, overall, we're moving in the right direction, in my personal opinion. All right? I just want to thank everybody tonight again. I, I hope that I'm finding all these super stickers. There's quite a few that had come in. Um, you know, Vincent Green, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Michelle Jackson, I appreciate you. And uh, I'm going to be rebranding my, my podcast. I am on uh, Spotify now. The video is actually on Spotify. So you can find my podcast on Spotify as well as YouTube. Um, the video is there. So now Spotify has approved me for videos, which is pretty great. Okay. Jamel Adris, could the conscious observation of Earth by advanced beings have something to do with the change in the Schumann resonance? 
Um, that's a pretty good question, Jamal. There, there was this thing that just happened pretty much on Father's Day with the human residents of the Earth. It looks like spiral DNA, the imagery that came back on the Schumann resonance. So I'm digging deep into it and investigating it. And I'll be making a video about it very soon. I'll bring it to you here for free on YouTube. But I am digging into it. I want to learn a little bit more about what happened. I want to analyze these images that I've been getting from everyone. And I want to see if there's anything to this or if these images are not real. So I'm just tapping into the main sources so I can get access to the images myself versus people sending them to me. And then I want to study a little bit about it and learn a little bit about it and ask a few questions to some people that I know and bump some ideas around before I talk on it. But it is very interesting what did happen over Father's Day weekend. All right. I think I pretty much probably got all of them. Um, so I appreciate every single one of you guys. Thank you so much. It's been a great night. Again, the, the, uh, the Conscious Awards are coming very, very soon. You don't want to miss the Forbidden Conscious Awards. Right, it's going to be an amazing event. I'm going to drop the link to that event right now here in the chat. Uh, and if you aren't able to come, just send this link to somebody else who might be able to make it to the award show because you never know somebody that you know may not even know about this award show and may want to come and be a part of it. All right, I'm going to drop the link in the comments right hey, now. Hey, everybody, it's Billy Carson, also known as Forbidden Knowledge. I want to talk to you about a very special event coming up July 30th, 2023. The Forbidden Conscious Awards, the first annual event of its type. We're going to honor people who have been contributing to the conscious community for decades. People that you know and love that have helped you get to higher levels of thought and consciousness and awareness. And guess what? It's time to give them their flowers while they're still alive. It's going to be a live in-person event, but seats are going to sell out very fast. You want to make sure you're there in person for this amazing level event. It's going to be above the Oscars, above the Grammys. And guess what? You can help vote for the winners. Voting is available on ForbiddenKnowledge.com. And the categories are going to be social media influencer, podcast slash radio host, TV host, actor, director, producer, entrepreneurs, health and wellness, philanthropists, authors, field researchers, archaeologists, space anomaly hunters, and of course, a Lifetime Achievement Award. And you want to be there in person because I'm going to be speaking. That's right. I'll be your keynote speaker that night at the Forbidden Conscious Awards. If you want to come to a mini conference, this is the place to be because I'm going to give you the knowledge that night as well as performances. We have celebrity guests performing. We'll have a halftime show where we're actually going to perform music for you. And don't forget about the pre-event mixer where if you buy a box seat, you'll be in the VIP section and you also have private access to a VIP mixer with celebrity guests. Shake hands, break bread, network, and then walk the red carpet with us and take amazing photos. It's going to be a night to remember. You don't want to forget this. And you help vote by going to ForbiddenKnowledge.com. Go to the Conscious Awards link. You can text in a vote for who you want for any category, as well as if you're out of the country, you can use the web form ballot to still vote for anyone you think is worthy of being honored that night. Make sure you hurry up and get your tickets because they're selling out very fast. I want to see you there. Forbidden Conscious Awards 2023. Amazing night. I want to see y'all there. It's going to be a real, real good night. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be one of those uh, events. It's really going to be the biggest event of the year. Absolute biggest event of the year. Um, and uh, we're going to give away a lot of amazing awards. These awards are incredible. Incredible. Uh, the um, the Lifetime Achievement Award weighs 40 pounds. 
the Lifetime Achievement Award weighs 40 pounds, solid crystal, right? The other awards weigh about 10 pounds a piece. And so this is an incredible night. We're giving people excellence. We're showing, they brought us excellence. Now we're going to give them excellence back. See? And we're giving away an Audi A4 live at the event. It'll be parked right at the front door. Right at the front door. So if you want a chance to win an Audi A4, you could be the one selected that night. You have, you have to be in the audience. And we're going to select somebody right from the audience live in real time. And you can be getting the title signed over to you that night. You'll have an Audi A4, right? So, four for forbidden knowledge, of course. <laughs> but anyway, we have that going on. Also, I'm doing an amazing entrepreneur masterclass with Dame Dash, music mogul and entrepreneur Dame Dash. Uh, I, as you know, I did my original mystery schools at his studio several years ago, which are broadcast on Forbidden Knowledge TV. And I've done a lot of work with Dame Dash. He used to put a lot of my uh, my TV shows. He produced a lot of TV shows of me and put on his TV network when he had his TV network. And so we're getting together now to do a entrepreneur masterclass. And what's unique about this masterclass is we're going to be picking random people who bought tickets to come and after we as, as we analyze, I shouldn't say random, as we analyze your business models from the class, we're going to pick random people that are going to get a chance to sit down in person right in front of us and pitch their business idea to see if we would invest in their company. But you have to buy a ticket to be able to be one of those select individuals. And this is going to be filmed, and it's going to turn into a spinoff show, kind of like a Shark Tank that we're going to be doing on Forbidden Knowledge TV. Right? We already have the TV host and everything for the show. So it'll be one of our very first, uh, I guess, game shows on Forbidden Knowledge, if you want to call it a game show. But it's going to be like a Shark Tank, where we're looking at conscious businesses, with great ideas and concepts and seeing about investing into them, okay? And so I'm going to drop the link to the Entrepreneur Masterclass right here in the live chat. Uh, so I just dropped it in the live chat just now. You can check it out. I'll also make sure that it's in the caption of this video. I believe it's already there, but I'll check again. Or this audio, wherever you're listening to this, this video or this audio. But we're doing an Entrepreneur Masterclass, and that's coming up, I believe, in August, August 13th, I believe. It's going to be an amazing masterclass. The topics are going to be deep. It's going to be an online workshop. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can sign up for this class, right? It doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can sign up for this class. And the list of things that we're going to be going over, you would have to spend about eighty dollars to $100,000 at a business school to learn this stuff. I'm dead serious. You'd have to go to take, you have to go get approved to get into business school. We're talking about defining entrepreneurship and its importance, characteristics and mindsets of successful entrepreneurs, exploring different types of entrepreneurship, ideas, generation, and validation, identifying and evaluating business ideas, conducting market research and identifying target skills, accessing the feasibility and viability of business concepts, business planning and strategy, creating a business plan and defining business objectives, developing a value proposition and unique selling proposition, formulating a strategic roadmap and setting goals, marketing and branding, understanding the importance of branding and building a brand identity, conducting effective market segmentation and targeting, developing market strategies and tactics, including online marketing and social media, financial management, 
budgeting and forecasting, financial planning, funding options for startups and managing cash flow, legal and regulatory considerations, business registration, licensing and com compliance requirements, intellectual property protection and contracts, employment and labor laws, sales and, and customer acquisition, developing sales strategies and tactics, building a sales pipeline and managing uh, customer relationships, customer acquisition and retention strategies. I mean, I can just keep going. This is all being taught in this class. Operations and resource management, management operations, logistics, and supply chain, optimizing productivity and efficiency, team building, leadership, and human resource management, innovation and adaptability, nurturing creativity and fostering innovation within the organization, embracing the change and adapting to adapting markets and trends and disruptions, continuous learning and improvement, scaling and growth, strategies for scaling and expanding the business, managing growth challenges and opportunities, and building partnerships and exploring new markets. That's a big workshop coming up. That's a big mouthful I just laid out on you. To do that, you're going to spend eighty dollars to $90,000 in a business school. Or you can come to our online workshop for $199 <laughs> and sit there for eight hours and take in all this knowledge and have free replays for life and play it over and over and over and over again. And all of our plugs and all of our information will be given away in this live workshop. And some of you, based on what we see dealing with you in this workshop, will have a chance. All expense paid. I didn't say that part. All expense paid. We're going to pay for your airfare. We're going to pay for your hotel. We're going to fly you out to meet us at an undisclosed location. And yes, we will have security. <laughs> and you will have a chance to pitch us your business idea. It'll all be recorded. And if we like your idea, we may invest in your company. All right? Kind of like a conscious shark tank. That's what we're doing. So it's going to be incredible. You don't want to miss out on that. If that is something that's part of your passion, then make sure you click that link and sign up for that workshop ASAP. All right? Anyway, guys, I'm going to sign off tonight. Thank you for spending time with me. I appreciate you. I'll see you all again very, very soon. Third Eye Love. All right? Peace.